to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Dave Swillam. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is episode 16 today. Super excited to have you guys back here with us. And when I say with us, I mean with us. Ryan is on this episode today and we did do it at my house. We did it through Zoom. So Ryan and I set up a spot and talked to George and Sydney from Nourish Mindful Events. And George and I worked on a project together. I wrote some music for a 22-day guided meditation he did, and I'll talk about it a little bit in this episode. So that's how I know him. But he's hooked up with a great friend circle that I've come to work and hang out with. And so I really wanted to get them on here with what they are up to. This episode, once again, is kind of ties back to episode 10, where we talked to Jake Lospinato about physical health and how it ties into you know, being an entrepreneur, being a successful person, being able to chase your passion. This one, they do a lot of yoga and meditation and healthy eating, and they do pop-up events and things like that to help people do that. And so once again, it's, it's like, if you don't take care of yourself, it's really damn hard to take care of your customers or take care of your family and friends or take care of other people, or even just to pursue what you want to do. Because, you know, on a day to day, you might have so many people naysaying, people telling you you can't do it, yourself telling you you can't do it or anything it is. And it's really hard to accomplish things when you're not right with yourself. And it's really hard to do right by others when you're not right with yourself. So this is another episode where we kind of talk about the benefits of things that can help you stay centered or get your mind focused or even not focus it and see how you can clear things out of your way. And we talked to them a lot about the benefits of that. Uh, and then we, of course, talk about all the hustle and, and things that they're doing to try to launch what they're doing right now. So there's a lot of good information in here. And I'm really excited to have you guys here doing that. Welcome to the Waking Up From Work podcast, Nourish and Friends. So we have, uh, this is episode 16 right now. We have on today, George and Sydney from Nourish. Is it Nourish something else or just Nourish? Nourish Mindful Events. Okay. Nourish Mindful Events. And I'm definitely going to let these guys go into it a little bit. I met George back, um, we're probably hitting maybe two years, maybe two yeah, years now at this point. It's, it's over two years now. Okay. And, uh, George and I worked together. He had a uh, guided meditation that he put up on the Insight Timer, and I wrote some of the music for him. And I remember like deadline time. Do you remember <laughs> that last night, dude? Yeah. That was that was you crushed it though. That was good for me, dude, because that that was like, hey, this is what it's like to hit deadlines and be really serious about hitting that deadline. Because we were at the point. I think I've mentioned this even on the podcast Ooh. where where I would actually do a revision, I would send it to George and then I would fall asleep for like 30 minutes and just put the phone next to my face. (laughs) And when he called me, I would go, all right, word. Okay, cool. All right, sweet. And then I would go edit again 
And then the next day I had work at like 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> I was just gonna put through the way zombified. Yeah. But like we we made it, dude, and that thing got like a ton of views. Yeah, a ton it, of thank views. you so much. Yeah, it actually even I mean there were the idea was like, hey, it was a 21 day guided meditation series because the idea was like after 21 days, you were supposed to form this new habit. Sure. Um, you know, because they say actually 50% of success in meditation is determined by consistency. Yeah. Um, you know, doing it once or twice is not gonna make your life puppy dogs or rainbows. And so um the idea was, you know, 21 days to form a new habit. And just on the first day out of, cause you could check the views, you know, for each of the different days. Had, right. I think last time I looked at just the first day had over 11,000 listens. So I can't thank you enough. Wow. Crazy man. That's no, awesome. it, was, it was such a cool project to see. And, uh, for those of you that have heard me talk about Jesse and then now just last episode, Pete, um, George is kind of in the same circle. I got to know George by meeting Jesse and new Pete from meeting Jesse. And, and this is just kind of how all this stuff untangles in life. So that's how I met him. And he is a yoga meditation guru. And then we got <laughs> Sydney over there who I'm hearing knows how to cook some real good food. And they've kind of teamed up to make Nourish, which is essentially like a, like a pop-up event style type of deal that's going to offer both of those. But uh, I want you guys to explain kind of what is nourish and also like just your backgrounds together. Like how did we get to where we're at um, between the two of you for our listeners who don't know any piece? Sure. Sure. Want to start? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take us back a little bit and he'll explain nourish a little bit better. Sweet. So George and I have been together coming up on eight years and I mean, we've evolved throughout the years, but Um, one of our fun little adventures is we went out to California. We moved out there, um, in 2015. Can you guys hear me or is this? Oh yeah, you're great. Closer is better, but where you're at, I can still Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So 2015, we moved to California, San Diego, and we just were immediately gravitated towards that atmosphere. The, you know, laid back people are super into, um, spirituality and yoga and healthy food and the sun shining. And it's like, you know, it's amazing. If you've ever been there, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I've only Um, been to LA and everyone in the world tells me that that's an island and it's its own mm, thing. And that that has nothing to do with California. It's a a false representation. I've just, (laughs) I feel like, (laughs) I mean, I don't know California well, but I feel like there's like different pockets and they're all completely different Mm -hmm. for sure. San Diego has that low key vibe, um, that like, you know, typical surfer vibe. Um, but anyway, so we were attracted to that circumstances happened where we felt the need to bring a lot of those aspects back to the East coast where, where we're from. Um, and we saw a lot of these concepts of incorporating different types of wellness together out there and we originally actually while we were out there we were developing our brand and creating a business plan and really honing in on what we wanted to do and originally when we moved home which was where i'm from cape cod um we wanted to open up a storefront 
Okay. However, like we inquire with a bunch of people and really thought that that's what we wanted to do. Um, and then once we got home, we realized mm, that's, you know, we don't really want to be locked down up to a place 24 seven. That's really not what we're into. We want to be able to travel. We want to be able to connect to as many people as possible. Okay. Um, and that's basically how nourish started, um, wanting to bring these, those more prevalent concepts from California to the East coast and spread them to as many people as po- as possible. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly the way it happened. You know, we had been together, like I was already a yoga and meditation teacher. We actually moved out there because the center for well-being where I got certified right. was in uh, Southern California. And so I actually moved out there because I kind of already knew a lot of people there and figured if I moved out there, I'd be able to teach for a little while. And, you know, they say like repetition is the mother of skill. And so like, I just needed to like get my feet wet and start teaching. So, you know, it, cause there's no better experience than actually being out there in the field doing the 100%, work. 100%. And so, um, we moved out there, I started teaching and then, like she said, you know, we wanted to bring some of these things that we'd learned out there back here where they were less prevalent. And so we moved back to the East coast and, um, you know, the brick and mortar thing, I just realized that like what, it, you know, cause it's like, uh, I read this book once, um, called the desire map by Danielle Lepore. And she talks about how behind every, um, action that we take, there's a core desired feeling. And, okay. you know, it's like, I, I might, you know, want, um, to like one of my goals this year, uh, is to launch a podcast, but I know that that's going to move me in the direction of my core desired feelings in life, like fulfillment, bliss, abundance, all these things are going to come as a result of that goal coming to fruition. And so, um, I realized that opening up a brick and mortar or we realized that together wasn't really in alignment with our core desired feelings. It was more like we felt like traveling the world and sharing Mm -hmm. these tools that have transformed our own life with as many people as possible. So we have like a pop-up company and the idea is like, Hey, nourish, you know, if we don't take time to nourish ourselves, we can't take time to nourish anybody else. You know, Mm -hmm. if you don't take time for self care, you know, you're not going to be able to show up as your best version for everybody else in the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. Exactly. We've talked, we've talked about it before. We're like, Jake. I, like, yeah, dude, I talk about like, yeah, Jake, we talked about like fitness. Like if you're not, if that was starting to touch on like health, like if you're not healthy, you're not going to be the same productive, but even like mm-hmm. mentality wise, like the reason behind this podcast chasing some of these things is for me at least. And I feel like a lot of other people, it's like, if I don't, if I'm not happy doing what I'm doing, then I'm not going to be a good father and I'm totally. not going to be a good husband. And I'm not going to be a good friend if I'm miserable. So I have to mm. do things to make it so that I am the biggest, the best person that I possibly can for you guys. Like in terms of that health, mind, mm. physical, emo- like everything totally. is going to make everything else is going to escalate what, what is possible. And that's why we created the concept of nourish because it's, you know, we give the people the platform to nourish their body, mind, and soul. So the first hour of the, each event usually is yoga. Um, then the second 30 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes is meditation. And then the last hour and a half is a three course meal. And usually each of the events are themed around a different topic. So like we just actually did one with one of your last guests, Jesse Harless, uh, the guy who wrote the cold showers book. 
uh, who's had a tremendous impact on my life. And he, um, led a goal setting exercise, like in between yoga, meditation and dinner, right at the beginning of the year on January 1st, where people could set their goals so they could plan their year. So they could actually move into the direction of like what it was that was going to enable them to live their best year ever. And so it's cool because it's just an opportunity for people to learn these tools that can help them live their best life and find that fulfillment within themselves. I love it. It also sounds like there's just like a huge community aspect to it. When you have that, that traveling um, feel where you're popping up and you're a person who's there at a new community with new people in a new place. And you get to kind of come around and share that with people. And you, you know, you get to meet people like Jesse and then Jesse gets to rub off on you. And then you take what you learn from like what I learned from Dave and then you can kind of spread it around. So is, is that also like the benefit to, to yeah. not having a, the brick and mortar too? Like, do you notice that the community is a little bit stronger than having it in one place? It's definitely diverse too. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a bunch of different people depending on where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was what I realized one of the most beneficial things of creating a business like this is because you're providing someone who say if they're, you know, might not be, you know, they might not have overall well-being or their idea of perfect health. Right. They're setting them themselves up for success. Mm-hmm. So they're coming into an, a safe space where they know that they're going to get quality conversation with people who are in that same mindset. And because of that, the community grows and it thrives. It's, it's amazing. Like some some Mm. people have had like really like breakthrough moments at our dinner table because they know that they can talk like about things that are, might be eating themselves up or, you know, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. Surrounding yourself with positivity. Mm. Exactly. So, so I'm like if you have an event and cult- everyone there, their entire purpose for this event is to get what they're looking for out of it. And your purpose is to give them that. Then right. everyone there is, is there's no reason to, to, to do an event like that. If you're just like, everything sucks. Like you, you go to an <laughs> event like that to, to get in a better spot and, and everyone there can, can, att- can, support that, I guess. Right. Totally. And they say, like you just said, uh, you know, that, that talking about when you were talking about the aspect of community and the power that, you know, there's that quote, I forget, you know, who was the original person who said it, but it says, you know, we're the sum total of the five people we surround ourselves with most. And so like, I'm an individual in long-term recovery, which means Mm -hmm. I haven't found it necessary to pick up a drink or drug now since August 7th of 2011. Congratulations, man. Thank you. the the reason that I share that is because what I've recently been discovering and what I've recently been sharing is that like the tools that help me get sober are the same tools that can help me thrive in my business and in my life as an entrepreneur. So what I discovered was, is those, there's really three main things you need to thrive, no matter what it is you're moving towards. One of them is community. You know, we can do together what I can't do alone. So it's that like, you're the sum total of the five people you surround yourselves with most, like who's in your front row. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what you're doing, like get some people in your front row who are going to inspire you to live your best life. Then you need a set of tools, like the tools that we're offering them to live their best life, yoga, meditation, eating right. Like Mm -hmm. when you get your mind, body, and soul in the right place, like things start to line up for you in your life. Mm -hmm. 
And then the third aspect is like some sort of framework for purpose or service. And like, that's like the goal setting thing. Like we help people figure out their Dharma, which is like a Sanskrit word that means Mm -hmm. purpose in life. Like when you have a purpose and you have a community and you have a set of tools, like you're going to thrive in no matter what endeavor you're like engaging your time in. I like it. Hmm. So, so what do you, so right now, are you guys working other jobs and side hustles too, to support this? Like, what does the landscape look like for you guys? Where does it, um, where does it go from here right now? Yeah, right now we both, we both have full-time jobs. George is also a yoga teacher and meditation teacher that occupies a lot of his time. Um, we both have retail jobs so we can, pay our bills and our mortgage and stuff yeah. right now. This is a growing business for us. We're hoping that especially this year we can turn it into something that's more full-time, but the benefit of where we are right now, we've been with the company for a long time. Um, we can take off time for these events and really put thought into each event and prepare for them. So we have a few coming up next month, right? Next month. Or May, I guess in May. So we can, you know, it, we call it pop-up style, but they're a little bit more prepared than just your typical Mm pop-up. Oh yeah. yeah. You you guys have a plan on what's being implemented, but pop-up in the sense that it's, that location was chosen for just that day for that event only, but not pop-up planning is not. Not, Not like, at hey. all. No. Hey, I guess uh, we just showed up. Come on, no. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember talking to you. I don't know if this is still your same experience, Dave. But like when we did the twenty-one day meditation series recording together, you were working. A- hey guys, sorry for the break right here. If you've noticed from all the other episodes, you will see that I've never actually said who I work for for my nine to five, and. I thought I would, it'd be funny to comically bleep it out there when George spilled the beans. So I'm just trying to be respectful, keep it kosher, keep the worlds apart. I have a lot of respect for my employer right now, and I just want to keep those things separate. I've got nothing to hide, so I'm sure that someday you will find out. And if you stalk me on digital, I'm sure that you're going to find out anyway. But I'm just trying to keep this kind of where it's at, because sometimes when I'm talking nine to five, I'm not super amped up, and I want to kind of let that thing do its thing. So. Without further ado, back at it. Yeah. And, you know, I, one of my spiritual teachers, this woman named Gabrielle Bernstein said once, uh, let your, uh, let your nine to five be the venture capitalist for your dream job. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you, you know, I'm trying to Talk set myself. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to set myself up right now, me and Sydney, us both, so we can do what we love full time. And we kind yes. of are like, cause we work anyways at the job. We work five to one. We get out, we start working on nourish. We start yeah. planning events. We start, Sydney starts planning the menus. Like one of the things Sydney's doing this year, which is awesome is uh, I was teaching at a new yoga studio, Jolly Yoga and Art in Providence. And they're running a retreat this year on Martha's Vineyard. And she's going to be the chef of the yoga retreat. Wow, so that's awesome. It's like the, the, the nine to five is great because they're flexible and they let us work around our schedule around their schedule. But it's like right now that's just paying the bills and it's, we're never going to, I'd rather keep, I'd rather, even if I am doing that, continue while I am doing that, working toward our dream and die trying to do that than not try at all. For me, most of the reason why I always want that picture just to be painted and why I pose that question is, is I thought I, I, I know last time we talked, I knew that that was where you were at with it. Yeah. 
and I can see you growing and I love watching it and, and jumping back in with you, like in kind of like a, a lapse of time to see you again and see how, how much you guys have grown. For me, I always paint that picture because I really want some of the listeners and that are the people who are attracted to my content. I want them to understand that just because you're going for it, it's just, it's not like other things like instant gratification. This, it, it, your side hustle and your hustle, you can't just go from zero to 100. Like the overnight fame, those people were working their ass off for 10 to 15 years before that. So, now they're there and it looks mm-hmm. like they're there because all of a sudden that thing clicked. Mm-hmm. But you can't be in a position to make that thing click unless you're there. So it's like for right. me, I was just in a position where I was potentially purchasing a business which would have put me into that spot, mm-hmm. right? Put me right into it. It didn't work out, right? So now I have to regroup and I'm not, I'm nothing in, in my vision and the things that I'm trying to accomplish have stopped and everything that totally. I'm doing still around the scenes is always working towards that goal. And I know it's going to happen, but I think sometimes it's really easy in the short term to just get lost on short, short losses, but, but working like that and then working towards your goal and, and doing things like that, that's how it actually is going to happen. No totally. one just given given something. And if they are, then it's not going to last long enough. Mm. So I always like that to just for people. And like George said before, you have to have people around you that are doing those things too. You can't be doing it alone and being like, Oh my God, like I haven't worked on my business in a week and Oh my gosh, I'm not getting any clients and blah, 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 blah. And be totally by yourself. Like you have to have people to talk to and are also doing those things Mm. and thriving in their own business and purpose and whatever. Because if you don't, you're going to totally get bogged down and bummed out and you're probably not going to want to do it anymore. Right. (laughs) You know, it's not going to be fun. Right now, like selling my house and going to like income property and like trying to the same thing that you guys are doing, right? Everyone in the planet that you tell that to, they're like, well, you had a whole house, dude. Like, why would you do that? That sounds terrible. (laughs) But then I talk to you guys. I talk to Pete. You know, you talk to people and they're doing it. And then then you feel supported because you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, what I'm doing, it is crazy, but it's crazy in the right way. Like, it's crazy because it's, it's like a cheat code. You know, it's a good thing. Totally. It's crazy. But I have faith in you because I know like you're a good person and you're a hard worker and you're a smart person who's wants the best and I want the best for you. And because we want the best for each other, we'll succeed eventually. Sure. And that's yeah. the community aspect of it. Totally. So, yeah. And I mean, exactly. The collective is more powerful than the individual. Hmm. And so it's like, you know, it's having those people like Sydney was saying to be able to be like, yo, like, this is going on for me right now. And then they can, when you feel like down and then they can pick you back up in those moments. And you're so right. Like the two family thing for me, it was like one of the best things ever. It was kind of like the brick and mortar for me. Buying a single family home made no sense to me. It seemed almost like an attachment that was going to keep me locked down somewhere. The best thing about the two family is like, it's an investment. When I got a tenant up there paying more than half my mortgage, Right. And then eventually, like I could leave today and just rent the whole place out. Like right yeah. now we're living downstairs and we're going to be renting out the upstairs, but we could, you know, rent the whole place out and I could go do what I wanted. You know, it's like, um, it's, it's not a burden. It's, it's an asset, not a liability. Right. And so in the end, it's just another way to make passive income. And like, you know, if there's anything that 
could be a positive suggestion for any of the listeners, like create as many passive income streams for your life as possible. Absolutely. Take the stress off from residual overhead. Yeah. So like, so breaking away at least a little bit from like specifically to the business and more so like your key concepts for the day-to-day people, like some of the listeners, some of, uh, some of the people that you probably see maybe come hit your class where they, they just done nothing like that before. They, they're, they're just saying like, what's yoga about, man? What's, what's, what's eating this way look like for me? I've been, I've been pounding down burgers for the past five days in a row. What's like, so, what's so on, good on about yoga basis? Like, what does it look like to, to, what does it look like to what things get people from A to B? What, what bring people into your world? You know, what are the footsteps to it and what are the benefits to those different pieces that you guys bring in a lifestyle for someone? Well, do you care? Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I'll talk first about the benefits of, you know, all three of the different like main cornerstones of the concept. Um, you know, the first one being yoga, um, you know, yoga is so much more than just you know, a lot of people nowadays, when they think about yoga, they think about going to a class and doing some fancy shapes and yoga really is a way of at least the shapes that you do, which are in yoga called asana, which are like the physical postures. Um, those primarily deal with our relationship with the past, meaning like I get to work through some of that stress, tension, and fatigue that I'm holding onto in my physical body. That's no longer serving me. And so yoga actually means it's a, it's a Sanskrit word, which is just an ancient language that means union. It means union of the body, mind, soul, spirit, and the environment. And so there, you know, it's, it, yoga is really being in that place in your life where you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually well. And I mean, who isn't going to benefit no matter what path it is that they're headed down in their own life from, you know, getting to that place. Um, and then meditation, the thing about meditation is even like the guided meditation, even like the ones that you help me with most meditation these days, especially the apps is, um, really mindfulness. It's the Mm -hmm. art of bringing our attention back into the present. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, a lot of meditations will use like a point of focus. And when your attention, you know, gets distracted, you kind of recenter yourself on that point of focus. And it helps in the moment you get away from anticipating about the future or worrying about the past and kind of recenter yourself and feel more grounded in the moment. And then those are in those techniques are really, really good. But what I teach and what, what we share at these events is a form of meditation in which, you know, they say your body's, uh, well, my teacher, Emily Fletcher actually says it beautifully. She says, you know, your body is a perfect accountant. She says, you know, every shot of tequila that you've taken, every all nighter that you've pulled, it stores itself somewhere in your cellular memory. And Mm -hmm. so in the meditation technique that I teach, it helps you go in and get rid of that backlog of stress. And then once you get rid of that backlog of stress and you're not tied up in huge knots of stress in your life, you're able to perform at the top of your game in your life. And so then the eating healthy part is obviously like one of the main, you know, constructs of nourish as well. And it's like, you know, I heard it best explained once uh, by a, by a guy who was giving a talk at this juice bar and he said, you know, if you had a Lamborghini, would you put 87 or would you put premium in it? And so 
you'd put premium in it. Same with our bodies. Our body is a vehicle through which you move through life. So you want to put the best quality product in there. And so we feel like at our events, you know, it's like you could be from any walk of life, but coming in there and creating that union and getting rid of the backlog of stress and then putting premium in your body, who's not going to leave feeling better than they did when they walked in. Like it. And you also, when you do that, you, you, you start to form a, a relationship with yourself where you, you actually start to, um, and I've, I've read this in a, one of my favorite rules for life, which is in our show notes. Um, yeah. Um, to treat yourself like somebody that you need to take care of Mm. Um, as if you were, you know, a small child that you were in charge of looking after, you should treat yourself in the same respect. Um, There's something about the golden rule, which can kind of philosophically be worked around where, you know, treat somebody the way that they would like to be treated. But there are people out there and, you know, they can talk to this from like a psychological point of view who, who um, thrive on actually not being treated well. So if you treat yourself like somebody in which you are supposed to be cared for, you kind of work around the, that kind of, that kind of backflip almost. And you do start to really respect yourself in that way. And then you do start to formulate, you know, habits and thoughts and actions that, that treat yourself in that way too. And then you present to the world that way. And, you know, success can gradually come after that. Yeah, totally. Do you want to add? I think that was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I mean, I think some of these things that you're talking about, like being present, right? Being present has probably never been more important than modern time right now. Mm. They didn't have the type of distractions that we have right now Mm. in their lives 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 15 years ago. And I don't think that we really are going to understand the consequences and changes that those give to us for another 10 or 15 years when we start seeing people who have been, you know, hanging with the cell phone for 15, 20, 30 years. You know what I mean? Mm. And, uh, you know, there's so many positives that come out of all the technology that we have. And I'm, I'm, I'm such a techie person that I'm, I'm wrapped right in it, but there have to be ways that you can get grounded and, and level yourself in a way that you're able to be present and not feel like you need to, I need to check this thing one more time and I need to go do that and I need to do this. And it's, you have to try to find a way to stop fragmenting and, and hone in on it. And it sounds like that really helps you do that. The attention game. Commonly in commonplace. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of a reset. Like we like to talk about our events as three hour retreats because most of us can't afford to go to, you know, Costa Rica for a week and, and do yoga meditation on the beach. I mean, that's lovely once in a while, but it's, it's easier to come to one of our events for three hours, get that reset, get that, bring, bring your body, your mind and your soul back to balance. So then you can go back into your life and be a little calmer to your kids or, you know, if your parents are nagging at you, just settle down a little bit, kind of like, you know, go back to balance, calm down a little bit rather than spending the extra money at the nail salon or, you know, getting your hair done, just spend the extra money for your own well-being, So then you can thrive for the rest of your life. So do you see at your events, do you see a lot of people come out to these things that 
they've never done any of this stuff and they're like, Hey, I want to check it out. And this is the first time ever. For sure. Where you see a lot of people, you see a mix, people have been doing it forever. They're like, Hey, let's all hang out with a big group and do this. Like, what do you see in that, in this, this mix of your audience? Yeah, I think there's definitely a mix. I mean, it just like, you know, uh, anything, um, that is healthy these days, you know, people, I think more and more becoming more and more conscious of the importance of like, you know, taking time to nourish themselves, taking time to like, you know, develop a set of habits that's going to enable them to be a little bit happier, a little bit nicer, a little bit kinder, you know, uh, feel better in their bodies, whatever it may be. And so, you know, we definitely get people from all walks of life. People who've been practicing yoga their entire lives, you know, will come to uh, one of our events and people who've never been on a yoga mat will also come. And so it's sweet because the way I look at it is, you know, when enough of us shift the way we move through the world, we'll create Mm -hmm. a global shift. Yep. So, you know, I think, you know, Cindy makes a good point about this is a something that becomes accessible for anybody because it's only three hours. So I think you're more likely to get people who've never done yoga to something that's only three hours because it's like you right. can do anything for three hours. Mm. And if you hate it, you don't got to come back. And, but we're, we're definitely into like, we're actually going to be hosting our first retreat this year. I know she talked about retreats and the thing is everybody can't necessarily afford that. So we have the, three-hour mindful experience are little pop-ups for people to come. But then people who want to come to, you know, something that is a little more expensive and a little bit more intense, we are going to offer some retreats, you know, because some people want to take a deeper dive. But the cool thing about the three hours is because it's only, you know, that short span of time, most people are willing to at least say, screw it, I'll give it a shot. Right. That's cool. So you're going to end up doing like a retreat, like day, days, like what's that look like? Yeah, like a long weekend. Cool. You'll pick like a spot and get away at it. People will stay there. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. We're hoping, uh, you know, we're hoping like four days. Um, I have uh, one of the main things I do, which is probably the thing I invest, you know, the most of my time in, is I teach an in-depth four-session course in which I teach people how to become a self-sufficient meditator. And if anybody's interested in learning more, if you go to my website, georgespeterson.com, there's a free introduction to the course right on there. You can sign up for it. It's totally free if you want to learn more. And uh, so one of the things I want to do on this retreat is, you know, there'll probably be a large portion of it in which we are doing yoga. And obviously Sydney will be cooking amazing food for us the whole time. But I also, my course when you take it, it's four sessions and each session is about 90 minutes to two hours. And so part of you signing up for the retreat is going to be over the course of four of the days of the retreat. You're going to be doing one of those sessions and you're going to be learning the in-depth four session course. So you can leave there and be a self-sufficient meditator. That's cool. Yeah. And so we were looking at some spots yeah, we're we're in the works right now trying to trying to lock down a space, but we're thinking maybe Cape Cod or somewhere up in like I uh, think coastal Maine's pretty coastal Maine. Love it up oh. there. Absolutely love it there too. I'm Both curious. of those spots are good. Super different uh demographics probably like for the people that live mm-hmm. right in town mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And I was going to ask too, what's cool. the uh like what do you what have you noticed as the differences between the two coasts in terms of practice and 
um, like the differences in students and people who, who come in, like what are kind of some of the challenges from coming from coast to coast, obviously, um, you know, two somewhat similar, but way different cultures on each of the coasts and into completely different things. And I was curious about that. Well, I think it's hard because we're from new England, but Mm -hmm. what I was made aware of when I came back to the East coast was, um, we're kind of hardcore, like just say what's on your mind. Yeah. Kind of clicky. Mm. Um, you have your friends, you know, from your neighborhoods and you're still hanging out with them and you got your kids together and all that stuff on the West coast where we were, it, it's like so sunny and everyone's smiling and everyone's so friendly all the time. (laughs) And it's like kind of idyllic to be honest with you. And you just get that. What does that mean? (laughs) It means ideal. Oh, okay. (laughs) Because. Yeah, I don't know. I gotta ask. Because <laughs> I didn't either. I was hoping you would. Gosh. You get him, I get him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they're just like that, like those practices that we're teaching um at Nourish are kind of ingrained in that culture. They've been there for so long. Mm-hmm. So people that's just a typical thing that they do here. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty popular, but it's, it's not as ingrained as it is out there. Yeah. I think uh, I, it was really awesome for us to move there, especially because when I moved there, I hadn't really had that much experience teaching. And so it was great to move out there where there were so many opportunities to begin teaching. And so again, repetition, is the mother of skill. It's like having that many opportunities to be able to, you know, uh, practice and teach yoga and meditation. I had never had that anywhere else. And so it was nice because it got my feet wet and it got the momentum going and it started moving me in the direction of becoming a good teacher. Um, you know, there's a, there's a guy named Yogi Bhajan who brought this thing called Kundalini yoga to the West. And he talks about these, what he calls the five sutras of the Aquarian age. And one of them is when the time is on you start and the pressure will be off. And so I know you guys interview like a lot of entrepreneurs. And the thing is, is what I've discovered is like, you just have to start. Like, even when you're not good, like I look back on like the meditation and yoga teacher I was when I first started and I sucked. And I even look back on our first nourish event and like, it sucks compared to like what we're offering people today. Like they're dialed in, they're honed in. Like we know, all right, we're starting with yoga, you know, and yoga is going to be themed around this. And then we're, we're moving into meditation. Then we're moving into a lecture about goal setting. And then we're doing this goal setting exercise. And then Sydney's cooking a meal and we're going to be raffling this during the meal. And we're going to be having this conversation at the meal. It's nice. And like, trust me, there's plenty of opportunity for organic yeah. and spontaneous, you know, uh, opportunities and conversations to arise. But it's like, I, you know, we just have to get started. And even still, it's like, even when I'm not perfect, I just keep going. And I forget what you were saying earlier, but you said something about like, just, Oh, about when you work, when you're like, you wanted to show people that like, 
sometimes you have to grind, you have to work you a have nine to. to five mm-hmm. while you're going out there chasing your dreams. And I think part of that, what I wanted to say based on that earlier was it's all about persistence. Like that fearful voice of the ego will show up for me every day and be like, right. Oh, you should go back, work full time, quit this. Like that, that's got insurance. Like it's the way safe for route settle mm-hmm. for mediocrity. And yep. it's like mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me that I've learned is just to have those tools that can keep changing my state, you know, and recalibrating me back to that frequency of love and away from that fearful voice of the ego. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a journey. Yeah. I've said it, I've said it a bunch on this podcast and I always say the best way to be in business is to be in business. And it's just yeah. like anything, man. Like, like this podcast, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do a podcast. It's going to suck. I don't know how, and it might, but no, <laughs> but, uh, but I just like, like let's do good. it. And then we, we did it. Thanks, man. Dude, we don't suck. Nice. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We're doing it. And, and, and it's like, we're, we're learning on this all the time. Same thing with like audio. Oh, so much has I just, changed. just started doing that young. I sucked ass and I'm getting better at it. It's, it's anything you, you don't learn. Like I went to school and I did actually like even more schooling and I learned it and I always have the conversation with people about like the the pros and cons on it. But the school of hard knocks, like you just learn things that you have to do like on the spot to adapt, like the headphones that you guys had to do at the beginning of the episode. It's like until you put yourself into positions all the time and you have to keep learning like this random little trick that like you would just never know unless you were in the position. You're like, Oh, I remember that one time that this ridiculous thing happened Mm -hmm. and I need to figure it out in like 45 seconds or else a million people would be mad at me. (laughs) This would happen. Then it's like, they're just not the same lessons and they're just not the same ways to adapt. I feel like sometimes you didn't didn't take headphones one one. (laughs) I kind of did. I I have an audio degree. So there actually is a headphones headphones one one where you just uh, talk about frequency rate or I stand corrected, you yeah. know. No, I don't know. There's not. There is not. There probably is. Someone's going to correct me on it later. Yeah, that's that's like total life cred, and mm. that's like what I because I wasn't professionally trained as a chef, you know, but I still mm. charge people to eat my food, right. <laughs> and a lot of the ego will tell you, "Why are you doing this? You're not trained." Mm-hmm. Like. Your food's not good People enough. People won't pay money for the food. You can't charge money for it. Exactly. But life cred allows you to do that, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You get people to say, wow, this is so delicious. Like when you bring in a cookbook out, like this is yeah, amazing. So many people but, ask for her cookbook. Yeah, you got to. That would be At sad. every event, they're like, yo, when's Sydney's cookbook? When's the happening? nurse cookbook? It's in the works. It's happening behind the scenes. It's in the works. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the works. You know you want to. I see it. <laughs> And it's like, but she's right. It's like, you know, it's the, you know, one of my teachers says like, you can have as many certifications as you want, but the greatest credentials you can have are life cred. Mm. And it's like, you know, she's been cooking her entire life. She's been in the kitchen. She grew up with her father, was in the restaurant business. And like people all the time are like, oh my God, like Sydney's food's amazing. And so it's good for people who are listening to know, like, you know, when the time is on you, like I said, that that sutra of the Aquarian age, just start. Right. I absolutely understand it. Yeah. Start. So like on a day to day, not tomorrow on a day to day basis, what are some of the things that you're putting into 
the creation of this? Like, obviously after each event, you're like, Oh, like, let's try this next time. Let's try that. Like, what are some of the things that you're working towards? Well, after each event, we give out a survey because you definitely want to get people's opinion who, especially in a new business, I actually, I think in any business, it's helpful. Um, So depending on what comes from that, we kind of transition like our concept a little differently. Um, Kink it, you know, what a little bit. And, um, but for the future, we have a nonprofit that we're starting. Um, We're still going to do our special, like paid for, you know, you can buy a seat at our event. um, Pop-ups. Pop-ups. Yeah. But one of our good friends, Jillian Hannah, she's an amazing yoga teacher who sometimes assists at our events. Her brother, unfortunately, passed away from, um, he OD'd on drugs and heroin, heroin. Okay. (laughs) No, I had to get into details. Long story short, um, his family graciously gave all of the money that they received from gifts to George in support of, um, just spearheading the recovery for the, and so that's unbelievable. Yeah. It's really amazing. So George can explain it because he's actually like in the nonprofit zone. And I'm like, I got no idea what you're talking about. That's, with all that that stuff. is something we have never talked about on the podcast. I don't know squat about yeah. nonprofit. At all. Yeah. And to be honest, I didn't either. Um, but what, yeah. So in lieu of flowers, you know, her family graciously donated the money to me to, you know, go out there and share these tools that have transformed our life with as many people in recovery as possible. And so I had this idea, it was really like an intuitive thought. And I've actually, you know, learned on this journey of life that like when an intuitive thought hits me today, you know, and, and I credit that to my meditation practice, you know, uh, I'm actually, uh, going out to one of my meditation teachers courses in New York city next week. His name's cool. light Watkins, And he says, uh, meditate every morning for 20 minutes and your intuition will become louder and clearer. And I had this like intuitive download that I wanted to create a nonprofit in her brother's name with the money. And what I wanted to do was host these nourish events that we're already hosting on top of the ones that we're going to continue to host that people will pay for. But these ones, um, all the money that gets donated to the foundation will be put into running more of these events, but they're going to be all for people in recovery. Um, and you know, probably mostly people in recovery from substance use disorder, but really addiction is any behavior you continue to do despite the fact it brings negative consequences. And with how many people are impacted by the opioid crisis these days, like we all know somebody who's affected. And so we're going to host these events and all the money that the found as the nonprofit raises will go to hosting them for free. So two people who are in recovery who can't afford them can come to the events and then all the money that gets donated will continue to go back into the nonprofit to keep hosting more of these events. And the goal will be that me, Jill, whose brother unfortunately passed in Sydney will get to travel. I'll teach the yoga and meditation with Jill and Sydney will cook food and we'll teach people how to have these tools. As I said, these aren't just tools to get sober. These are tools to live your best life and thrive no matter what it is you want to do. And we want to give this stuff to the recovery community because what I've discovered is like when you recover, when you have the tools to live your best life, you don't want to drink anymore. 
and that's where we're confused. We're so worried about making sure that people stop drinking and stop using. But if we gave them the tools to live their best life, that would be a natural byproduct of that. And so the last thing I'll say is that about the nonprofit is that we want to um, not only give people these tools to live their best life and thrive in their recovery, but the other thing is like, we want to make these events fun because I think people think like, Oh, you get sober. You can't have any more fun. I'm having way more fun now in my sobriety than I ever had, you know, drinking and using granted. I was not a social drinker, you know, Mm -hmm. or like an occasional weed smoker. Um, you know, I was a full blown IV drug user, but the point of the story is like, we want to give people a space where they can come have fun and they don't have to drink to do that. And so mm-hmm. like, for instance, like it. one of our goals this year is we're going to rent these things called sound off headphones. Have you heard of these? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So there's these headphones and they're wireless headphones, right? And they have like multiple channels. And so we're going to, first of all, be listening to the music for yoga. Each person's going to have like their own headphone, wireless headphone while a DJ is DJing and they're doing yoga. And then after the event and after Sydney's amazing meal, we're going to do a silent disco. And so there's multiple channels. So you have a few different DJs and then you can just flip back and forth between the DJs on these headphones and everybody's in silence listening to whatever channel they want. That's crazy. Yeah. So those are like probably like I've gone to a couple conventions in like LA and New York and there's sometimes um, like in the, in the top floor, there would be like an audience, everyone would take a pair of headphones and then the speaker would actually speak. And that's how you get it through those headphones. I wonder if those are the same probably. type. It's probably just a, yeah. a headphone that you broadcast cast to. That's I wireless. would say so. Yeah. Yeah. They're called that's sound cool. off the company. Sweet. We went cool. to a big yoga festival, um, in Vermont called wonderlust. And like, they do a silent disco and they do yoga class with these headphones. And we're like, we got to start bringing these to the recovery community because kids will love something fun. Like, yeah. That. Mm. Well, especially Jill's brother was like such a lively person and they really want to get that spirit out there. Um, so I think that's like a perfect, you know, way of sharing. Yeah. That. It'll be fun. Yeah. He was big into like hip hop. And so it was like, he would have loved like, going and listening to a silent disco with like some hip hop music on his headphones. And like, if we can kind of like, you know, uh, rekindle his spirit at our events, like what better way to at least, you know, bring some good out of an awful situation. Right. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. So we're excited about that. Wellness can be fun people. It's not <laughs> all like, Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like, I feel like people think that yoga is like, but yoga or meditation, like if they don't understand it at all, which I don't understand a lot of it, I'm going to flat out, put it out there. I, I haven't gotten into it is, is I haven't gotten into a ton. So we'll probably talk some time, but they think it's, it's boring because it's quiet, but I feel like, um, obviously like what you get afterwards, but also where your mind goes in there is a different experience than you can really perceive unless you, it's not even really where your mind goes. It's what your mind comes back from. Right. It's, it's, it really is just the ability to redirect your attention. Like you said, back to the present and how often you are finding yourself not in the present and how much of your time you're kind of losing or wasting or not actively being in like a word that I use with people what I use when I worked with patients was you're not engaging with anything like you're a passerby 
when you're when you're like that you're like almost in sleep mode where you're you're on autopilot and what when you're when your attention is in the moment and it's focused back like your engagement is at its fullest potential you're not operating at 50 percent capacity you're not operating subconsciously like you're uh, you're fully engaged with it and the dividends from being fully engaged with something you know it can be minute but you know anybody you're a smart guy you know like minute details in one direction or another bad or good lead you to something very good or very bad yeah. farther down the line and when you have that kind of perspective and you bring that attention back it allows you to be conscious and engaged and attentive with those kind of decisions that you make that end up inevitably bringing you into a positive or a negative place and you really do kind of pave your your own way through that and that's you know what these kind of practices you know through a lot of different things through mindfulness through yoga and yoga specifically um helps the mind um formulate the mind body connection where you are it's like with a child where they the whole purpose of play is to understand the uh the boundaries of your body and when you understand a physical boundary of your body your mind starts to become stronger as well and that's where you can you really start to get the physical benefits you know a little bit about a little bit mate (laughs) dang i help I, i help people through recovery too that was, oh, cool. I, I worked in inpatient for a long time and that's what I went to school for. So nice. Uh, yeah. I like that. Bringing bring it in a little bit. A little, yeah. I don't want to steal, steal the thunder. I want to bring it back to you guys. There's always something to add, especially Indeed. with this guy. And it's, it's what I, I think what we, what we really <laughs> appreciate about having the podcast and having this platform and working through our own, um, growth and kind of journey with this is that we do get to cultivate these conversations with communities of people and our communities grow other communities and connect with other communities. And like, it's yeah. just, it really is just a positive thing and like a slight positive direction. So, well, well I like to, you guys both being on here and like the mm-hmm. opportunity, like you said, your community connecting with our community. It's like here we are. Sydney's getting her chance to be on a, her first podcast. That's awesome. This community. Doing good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, Woo! you're crushing it. Well, first podcast be... on the Waking Up From Work podcast. There we That's go, people. Yeah. That's right. This is the out. start. You guys can say you guys were the first person ever yeah. to have Sydney on when she makes it big. You remember that, Sydney. Yeah. When you're like mm. master chefing, you you remember. <laughs> or you remember me. Mm. <laughs> you guys are all big and stuff. You oh, definitely. On. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta remember where you came from. Oh, if we get Oprah on, dude, we're there. We did it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll call Oprah's people. Oprah will call us. <laughs> I've actually next, talked to Oprah on the phone. So, <laughs> well, you tell her to call us then. <laughs> her, her people will call our people. Uh, yeah. I was going to mention, though, about the meditation, um, about how you said you're right. There's just so many misconceptions that just keep so many people from developing a regular meditation practice. Um, And, you know, one of the biggest that I've been trying to mention all the time now is that, um, you know, a deep meditation, or I like to say a blissful meditation is no better for you than a thought filled meditation. And so that's counterintuitive to what most people think when they think about meditation, most people in the West, and one of the reasons they probably find it so unfulfilling is because they think that in order to have a successful meditation, they need to clear their mind. 
Hmm. You know, most people under that misconception that if, if I'm not, you know, focusing or concentrating my way to bliss, the meditation is not working. And what I teach is that a blissful meditation is no better for you than a thought-filled meditation because all a blissful meditation and all that is, is like a meditation that feels like, you know, your mind wasn't that busy. It was, you know, pretty enjoyable and it didn't feel like it lasted an eternity. All that is, is a sign that your body was getting deep healing rest during meditation. And then the opposite, which everybody thinks is a wrong meditation where you're having a ton of thoughts and it feels like the meditation drags on forever. And, you know, it wasn't that enjoyable because of those things. Those meditations are just as good. One's not better than the other. The reason being is because the thought-filled meditation is actually the sign that your body is releasing stress in the form of thoughts. And most people have no idea that that's the case. They just think that they're supposed to force or concentrate their way to bliss, where they don't understand that actually a lot of thoughts in meditation is just a sign that your body's releasing stress in the form of thoughts. And so <laughs> releasing stress in the form of thoughts and your body getting deep healing rest, one's not better than the other. And so I think it's important for people to know that. But I think the biggest thing about meditation is get a teacher. That's why I teach because one of the things about meditation is it's like a car, right? Car, Sydney's told you, we drove to Cali. We moved out to Cali. Our car got us there and back. Vehicles are super awesome, but not if you don't know how to drive them. Same with meditation. Get a teacher and understand the correct mechanics of meditation because once you understand the correct mechanics, you'll easily be able to transcend from that place in your mind where you know there's all that turbulence to the depth where it's already calm. But if I don't have the correct mechanics to be able to get me there, then I'm not going to be able to have that experience that's intended for me or know things like even when I'm not like feeling blissful during my meditation, it's still good because my body's releasing stress. Hmm. Cool. All right. Um, you want to hit our, our five? Dude? I do. I do. All right. So I have answer. the same five questions that I ask everyone to cap out. Uh -oh. cap out at the end <laughs> yes <laughs> all right it has to happen ask them <laughs> right, right. this is a, this is an ongoing thing have that we've guys, been asking every single ever guest heard the terminology or the wording or verbiage whatever you want to call it like to end something is like let's cap this out have you ever heard that is this one of the five questions no <laughs> no it's really not it's a hidden oh one God. it's hidden this all right i'll have to chop one off after I haven't, but it makes sense. Well, it reminds I'll me of it. tapping out. Like if you were like, you know, like a, <laughs> like a wrestler. Art fight. Yeah. Like you're giving up. Yeah. You'd like cap out. We're I'm not giving it. up on you guys. I no. don't want you to know <laughs> that. In the podcast versus like, we're going to tap out. We're going to end the we're fight. Tap it out. Yeah. <laughs> tap out or I'm not cap off. I think it's cap off. I, I think capping cap off. off. I say cap it out. We're going to cap this off. Capping up it off makes more try, sense. Try it on. I can't. Okay. I really I'm going to let you keep going. That, that feels fast. You live your best life, dude. I'm not going to interrupt your flow. All right. Let's cap it off. <laughs> so let's so question it. number one would be what what made you guys like for Nourish or what you're doing right now in, in, in general, what made you pursue this in a serious way? Like what made it be that one thing, George, that you were saying, like, I try to align everything with this thing. 
what made that be the thing? This need, this, the needs to happen moment. This has to be a thing. Um, for me, I feel like it's, it's service you giving something to other people. For me, I've always been that kind of person that wants to give things to people. Um, but having that ability to use a skill and just make people's lives better, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like is irreplaceable. And it's like, why wouldn't you do it? Mm. There. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, Something I once heard by this guy, Neil Donald Walsh, he wrote this book called Conversations with God. Um, I actually said this on the last podcast that I was on. You know, he said, life has nothing to do with you. You know, have you ever heard that phrase? Like, um, nobody comes into your life without a gift for you in their hand. He said it's actually backwards. You don't come into anybody's life without a gift for them in your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back to that word dharma, um, it means purpose in life. And so mm-hmm. like they say that like your Dharma is those things that when you, you do them, time stands still, you know, a lot of people when they're in the kitchen, it's a burden when Sydney's in the kitchen, like time stands still for her. Yeah. And so when I'm teaching meditation and yoga and sharing these tools that transform my own life, like time, it doesn't feel like work. Like Love technically that. we own, you know, I have my business where I'm doing my meditation course and also teaching yoga on top of nourish and we're doing nourish and we're working our nine to five, but honestly only one, the nine to five feels like a job. The rest of them, you know, uh, we're doing what we love. So it doesn't feel like we work a day in our life. Mm -hmm. And so they say like, find those things that you love to do, figure out how you can use those to be a service to others. And then you're in your Dharma because time will stand still when you're doing those things. And, what's better than being able to do what you love and help other people while doing it. Right. No, that's exactly. I mean, that's literally the point of this podcast right there mm-hmm. is like, uh, like I won't tangent out on it cause I totally will, but just like, definitely will. If you dude, it's just like the amount of time in your life that you are actually living. If you hate what's happening for like the biggest portion of your life, then why would you do that? Mm-hmm. it's not right. worth it and everyone like so many people feel like that's what they have to do but it's not what you have to do and so doing those things where like if you're doing it you're gonna do nourish a million hours in a week like you're you're gonna be all in on it it's not like you're not working is in, in in terms of putting in sweat but it doesn't have to be work in that sense if it's something that you're truly passionate about then it's like i can wake up on a saturday at 5 a.m and start mixing with my coffee. And it means nothing to me. It means nothing bad to me. I wake up, I'm like, perfect. I'm going to go out and I'm mm-hmm. going to do my day right now. You know? And that's yeah. the, I think that's the point of it is just being able to chase and have that ability is, is and unreal. Some, some days, you know, you can be exhausted. Like after an event, I'm like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. But you get filled up from of the other people that are experiencing it and that's right. what's makes it all worth it you know right you you'll have to go to bed exactly. you know you'll have to like get some rest but you're like it. you're not leaving there with bad baggage that you have to unpack exactly you know right. there's no there's no there's nothing on your back that you're leaving with and you're like damn i'm just like you know yeah. so yeah cool um okay so in this experience and 
I've learned from doing this podcast at this point that everyone is actually very awesome and insanely optimistic, but going back, looking through this process that you've done so far with nourish, what is like the biggest mistake that you feel that you made? And when I say that, I mean, like, what's something that if someone else is trying to do some of the things that you're doing, what would you be like? Hey, I learned from this. This is an amazing thing still, but don't do this thing because that sucks. Do you want me to go? You can go. Um, I feel like just doing it, getting started is something that I would have done earlier. Yes. If that makes sense. This is like just, the 40. Yeah. It's just, we hear this from everybody. You guys like, agree with me? So just, oh yeah. Well, just we hear it from, it. We hear it from so here. many people where everybody start, they, once they jump off, they go, why didn't I jump off like five years ago? Yeah, you, you get so like stuck in your head. Like mm-hmm. oh, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. I need a business plan. I need money. I need this and then, but it all shows up. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, you're really not going to fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you fail, that's a lesson learned. It's not really failure. Well, they say you win some, you learn some. Yeah, it's not. It's just, it's, it's so. Right. I, I always suggest to like, especially female entrepreneurs, just get started and then everything will fall into place. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I honestly can't really think of anything that was like a, a big mistake. I mean, um, other than like yeah, exactly we spent so long like trying to work out the fine details where like once we just got started things just naturally started to kind of fall into place and so you know rather than like you know going through the headaches that we went through trying to figure out you know who was going to say what and who was going to do this and how what is color this shirt look? am i going to make what so, what what's the <laughs> You know, yeah. the doorway going to look like when we get into this building. Just start. You know, right. Fail mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. And take, you know, we, we don't have much time in a day to do things and prioritize what's important. Mm-hmm. For me, like mm. when it comes to event planning and I have no experience in event planning, you have a limited time to have this rent, rental facility and you got a bunch to do. So prioritize like in the beginning, I was really trying to be like, like really big on my decorations and bring a lot of stuff with me. But you have to realize with the pop-up of company, you have to bring everything with you every single time. So it's just right. like really try to minimize all that junk that you may not even need and prioritize what's really important. And what will set people's soul on fire during the event. Right. Cool. Lovely. So flip side, what in the process has been, and maybe it was what you were just saying, but what's like the best idea that you guys have come up with where you're like, damn, that is, that is instrumental to what we're doing. Best idea in this process so far. I think doing topics for each event. Like um, having a theme. Yeah, because in the beginning we didn't. We kind of just let people organically talk, and that got kind of awkward. And George had to do a lot of the facilitating. This way, people know what they're getting into, and they get excited about the the specific theme. Cool. They're coming with something in their head, somewhat revolved around it. So it's something to relate for. Stay geared towards moving forward with what's happening instead of just. You know, and we can, we can curate, (laughs) 
we can we can curate a whole sequence Almost. for each of the events in which it falls in line with teaching the participants about whatever theme it is that they're coming to the event to learn about. So it's like we're doing two on Cape Cod um, in May, Mother's Day weekend on Friday and Saturday. Cool. And one's going to be about meditation. So it's like a meditation made simple course. And then one's going to be about essential oils because another thing that we do is we talk a lot about the health benefits of essential oils at our events. And, you know, we know exact, we can create an entire outline for each of the events where people are going to be filled up throughout the entire experience because we know exactly what we're going there to teach. And so we can go there with a plan on how we're going to, you know, give people the best experience while learning about those things. Cool. So this next one, I bet you guys have a bunch. Um, (laughs) What, what would be some books that you would recommend to the audience? It can be business wise. It can be spiritualized. It can be mindset, like anything that you recommend. Like last one, I think we had, um, oh, not oh, Pete, God. but Corey, Corey recommended like happy Gilmore, the movie. You know what I mean, it's like, whatever, whatever it is that it's like, what like, inspires you, you. Yeah. what would you recommend to some of these listeners that they go check out? We'll put it in our, our book list. You're good with that. So you go ahead. Um, well, first of all, I'm just, I'm kind of joking when I say this, but I'm writing a book right now called the missing piece and it's going to be so four, obviously number one. four steps to creating an enjoyable meditation practice. So when's that going to be out? Hopefully the beginning of 2020. Awesome, dude. That's cool. So my, my idea, my goal is to have a publisher by the end of this year and okay. have the book out in 2020. Nice. But, uh, other than that, um, there's a couple that, you know, selfishly I would suggest just cause I honestly think that's why the book's going to be called the missing piece that meditation is really the missing piece to take your life to the next level. And the first one I'd recommend is bliss more, uh, B L I S S more, uh, it's by light Watkins. The okay. subtitle is how to meditate without really trying. And helps people learn how to meditate in an easy and effortless way in a way that will transform your life. Not see another misconception around meditation is that the real benefits of meditation come while we're meditating. They come the other 23 hours of the day. So if you practice the technique, which is so effortlessly laid out in that book, like the other 23 hours of your life are going to get better. You'll be a little bit happier, nicer. Your desires will be fulfilled more easily. Your intuition will be stronger. So I suggest that book also stress less, accomplish more, um, which is all about meditation for extraordinary performance. So it's like you want to be an entrepreneur and learn how to stress less and accomplish more using meditation. That's the book for you. Um, cool. And we'll have these listeners, we'll have these in our show notes too. So you don't have to remember that if you're driving in your car. I got one. It's not a book though. That's okay. Let's hear it. That's perfectly cool. Um, it's actually like an awakening deck. Have you ever seen those like card decks Mm -mm. before? No. Okay. Well, you're going to see one when you Google this. All right, cool. Um, Elena Brower, she's a pretty well-known yoga instructor she made this like beautiful journal called practice you and it's um it just kind of cues you into certain ways of thinking when you're journaling and then she made 
um, like a daily awakening deck. So every day you pick up this card and it kind of triggers your mind. It's like a mind reset. So it, it allows you to like bring focus to positive things right cool. away rather okay. than wake so up and start stuck. your day that way. Exactly. Your day. How am I going to, yeah. how am I resetting? Just it's like a refresher. So it's a, yeah. it, it will give you like prompts, like put one hand over your heart and focus on three things in your life. You can be truly grateful for, which is like, that's not, you know, one of the prompts in the deck, but it's things like that. And it's mm-hmm. like focusing on things we can be grateful for is the quickest way to shift our mind from a negative to a positive mindset. So there's Definitely. all kinds of things like that in this card deck. Uh, and you can travel with it, which is cool. That's cool. I really believe in, I really believe in starting your day with things that prompt you to do other things, either, either things that prompt you to do other actions or things that, that relieve blocks that were going to be initially in your way. Like for instance, like just recently, like Jake and I from episode 10, we've Mm -hmm. been like holding ourselves accountable to doing actually Jesse's cold water challenge. I was going to say that was the next book I was going to suggest. Oh, no way. Because it's all about those are the tools to become an entrepreneur. It's not just about cold showers. I Mm -hmm. recorded his audiobook version of it and it's going to be coming out soon. That's awesome. But when I was recording it, like when I, when I work with artists, like I try to get like, how can I get into their record or how can I get into their audiobook or anything? And I was like, I'm going to get into the the cold shower book while we're like, while I'm producing this by doing these cold showers that Jesse, like I just listened to him talk about for five hours. So that's how I started it, dude. And then like, I don't know how it happened, but Jake and I like from episode 10, like somehow found out that like both of us were also doing it and didn't know about it. Like, all right, we're going to text each other. We're going to send videos. We're going to be like all in on it. But my point to that was, was that for me triggers something because I take a cold shower and then I've already hit something like for me, it's still terrible. I've been doing it for a month and a half and I'm still like, this is going to suck. And I still hit it. And then I already hit something that my mind said, like, this is uncomfortable. Don't do that thing. And I was like, no, shut up, David, you're going to do that thing right now. And then for the rest of the day, I can tell myself to do those things. Hmm. But like recently, you're, you're telling your mind you're in control. um, Yeah. This is my choice. Totally. Rather than just a mind telling you what you should be doing. mm -hmm. Jake recently he was, he has a new job. He just moved to San Diego actually too. Mm-hmm. So that's cool that you're saying this because I'm learning more from that spot, but he was having trouble at this new place. He's working, getting clients. Cause he's like, I've been talking with people and I'm so open and everything in my area forever. And all of a sudden in this new environment, I'm being shy and I'm not talking to people the same way that I used to. And this mm-hmm. is so dumb. I was like, dude, how, how do I break this? So I said, all right, Jake, like text me when you get in, I want, when you're going in, dude, before you've even put your gym bag down, before you've even done anything, he's not going to take his coat off because it's California, (laughs) but like before you've done anything, literally before you even get to your back room, the first person that's a human being that you come in contact with, I want you to start a conversation about anything. The sky's blue today. And then it doesn't even matter how they react. Just walk, like literally doesn't even matter Mm -hmm. because now for the rest of your day, you just had a conversation for no reason with the first person that you ever possibly did. And I was like, all right, text me when you do that and tell me what they said. And then immediately after that, he's like, dude, I, I talked to like another 10 people after that because the first conversation was so foolish and ridiculous. <laughs> and then, like, like, well, who cares about anything else then? So I, I dude, can't get any worse than that one. I, I believe yeah. in, I believe in starting your day and like spurring it with either an action or a thought totally. to just, to just 
get back anything else that was going to be in your way without We don't even know it, dude. The things mm. that are built in for how our day is going to be perceived, we don't even know sometimes. And that sounds like a pretty cool way to yeah. trigger it off. I did my it's first easy. cold shower last week. Yeah. Did you do it? Yeah, it was <laughs> brutality. Yeah. It's, I uh, remember when Jesse came to visit us in San Diego, he was rocking the cold showers. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Still yeah. doing it. Yeah. I'll tell you, I have a lot of admiration for him because of my head has been slowly getting more and more and more bald. And I realized that it's way, way harder the more bald you get. And he is bald. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, pr- I'm like really on my way there, mm-hmm. but he's more bald than me. And that cold water hits my head. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, that, I feel I'm that. Lucky that I like, get all the hair. Yeah, you can, I don't you even can think scoop about it up, that. dude, and, and protect yourself a we're little. Too, like, we're, we're too bald guys in New Hampshire right now. We were just, <laughs> yeah. it was five degrees this morning. some of ours. Please oh, send, send it, it my way. Yeah, please send yeah. it over. There's a couple more. I just wanted to rifle off real quick that have had an impact on it. The five second rule by Mel Robbins. Um, Maybe it's you cut the crap, face your fears by Lauren Zanders, a great book to like come up with the dream for each area of your life. You know, because, you you know, if you write down what you want and then find somebody to hold you accountable, like your chances of increasing what you want are going to be increased by like probably like 75%. Sure. Um, Also, you know, thinking grow rich is another book that's positively impacted me. The soul of leadership by uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra. Also a mind at home with itself um, by Byron Katie is just this incredible book. Um, Yeah. I mean, mindset by Carol Dweck. There's a million that I could just, you know, that have had had a positive impact on us both. Awesome. George, 100% 100% will have the most landscape on the book list thus far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have it. Say, you can like, check it out. You can check it out. Wakingupfromwork.com slash book list. We'll have this under George's episode, episode mm-hmm. 16. And you can check out. We usually only get like two. Yeah. I know. It's like I've read like two books my whole life. Come on, man. Well, you know what it is? Audio books. It's yeah. Awful. Yeah. I've changed yes. everything for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, voice I, is I have crazy. read like one book my whole life, not because I didn't want to, but because I read so slow, I'd never like stay for a whole book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now I, I read everything because I just, I listen to it on my headphones. I like it. It's great. So, okay. So last question, and it's more so more of this kind of deal is uh, how do people stay in touch with George and Sydney and Nourish? Like, where do people find you for links and things like that? If they want to see what's going on with you guys down the line. Our website is nourishmindfulevents.com. And that's kind of all the basic information that you want to know. Like when when we have events, um, our contact information, we have pictures if people are interested in what, you know, what they look like. Um, What else is on there? Just other stuff that we sell. We do private events and then we we sell some other fun things on the website. Yes. And then too, you can go, I have my own website, georgespeterson.com. And there's actually a link on there too, to nourish. And on the website, you can also, as I said, sign up for my free uh, introduction to meditation course. So if you just click on the meditation tab and then you schedule a free intro session, you'll see a button to do that. Um, You know, that'd be a great way to get introduced to the practice of meditation. Sweet. You check out Nourish on there. I also just recently 
this isn't, it's kind of like a book. It's an ebook. Yeah, a lot of it's like quotes and like facts, but I wrote a book about how to use or the role meditation plays in thriving in your life and recovery. Um, and it's free on there if you go on my website. And so nourishmindfulevents.com, georgespeterson.com. And as soon as we get our retreat up, we'll be putting the retreat up on nourishmindfulevents.com as well as then a lot of the information about the nonprofit. Um, if anybody's looking and getting involved in service or want to hold an event in your area, you know, you could reach out to us. As she said, all of our contact infos on Nourish Mindful Events and isn't our Instagram and Facebook handle. You changed it to Nourish Mindful Events, right? Yeah. Yep. Instagram, Sweet. Nourish Mindful Events. Yeah. Okay. And Facebook. Awesome. Um, nourish Mindful Events. I think so. I mean, they're linked, so. Perfect. Yeah. Find it through the... The, the we'll tree. get we'll get them to the right place. Yeah, we awesome. appreciate your time and the work that you're doing. No, we appreciate you guys having for being on the episode. This is this is a good episode for for people. It's definitely we haven't had this content on yet. Like well being, yeah. it's been all it's kind of all business, but you got to take care. Get like you said, you have to take care of the car that's getting you through it. Hey guys, so that is going to finish up episode 16 of the Waking Up from Work podcast with. Nourish Mindful Events. We really appreciate and can't express the gratitude that we have for you giving your commute, your dog walks, your weight training, whatever it is that you're doing when you're listening to this. We appreciate you choosing to take that time and hang out and spend it with us. I really hope that that means that this is giving you value back and pumping you up or, you know, getting you in the right mindset or getting you over some stupid shit that someone told you that's not right. Hope it's helping. So uh, once again, if you want to ask us any questions or you want to let us know about some content that you're interested in that we haven't covered or you want us to take a deeper dive in, we're super accessible. Please hit us up, Instagram or Twitter, at DaveWakeUp. WakingUpFromWork.com is our website. You can check us out on YouTube if you look up Waking Up From Work Podcast or Facebook, Waking Up From Work. So definitely don't be afraid to ever message, comment, you know, email us, wakeupfromworkpodcast at gmail.com. You know, we're super happy and, and super avid to help out and, and talk with you. If you want to see some of the show notes and read up some of the things that we took from the episode to recap on it or some of the books and links, wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. If you are interested in any of the gear that we use for this, because you're starting a podcast, check out wakingupfromwork.com slash gear. Or if you want to look at those books specifically, we do have a book list going now at wakingupfromwork.com slash book list. If you want to check out any of those. And if you purchase, just as a disclaimer, if you purchase anything through any of the links on our site, I am an Amazon affiliate now. So I do get a small commission on it. And it does help us because we don't do any advertising or sponsorships at the moment. So I'm funding all the hosting and everything out of pocket. So anything like that helps me keep the lights on. Super appreciate it. So I do want to look today real quick at another review we got in. Uh, Any reviews that you guys do really helps us chart on uh, iTunes and help others find us in the the big pool of uh, this explosion of podcasts. This one is from C. Holland Art. This podcast is excellent to listen to and from on my long commutes. It's well-produced, organized, concise, and offers a variety of guests that are self-employed. 
Keep up the excellent work, and I can't wait to see where it continues. Hey, thanks so much, man or woman. We really appreciate it. I'm glad that this is working well on your long commutes. I have an hour to my nine to five commute, and I've got an hour to the studios I work out of. So, 100% feel you there. And uh, podcasts are definitely something that I'm consuming to keep that going as well. So, I got a lot of love for you guys out there. Please, you know, keep doing what you want to do. If you haven't started yet, just get in there. It doesn't matter if you suck, just get in and start doing it. Just like George was saying, it's if you suck at it, it doesn't matter. Just get in there and get in the game and you will learn, you will get better. So cheers. Can't wait to see you next time on the Waking Up From Work podcast. Peace. Awesome.